Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> You could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Welcome to another edition of Sports Jack. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. Sports Yak. Welcome to episode 199 of the Sports Yak. The Cesar Cedeno episode. Cesar Cedeno. Houston Astros center fielder for many, many years. 199 home runs in his big league career. Cesar mm-hmm. Cedeno. <laughs> Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents... Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Hope everyone had a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Sports Yak. We are on the the front porch of episode 200, looking in to the house of 200. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and do the homework on the actual date of episode one. I do have that information. Not in front of me. No, of course not. But uh, we'll have to look that we up. We rarely Wednesday. have information in front of us. Nope. We just Which make is stuff. why the show sounds the way we it does. We completely make it up as we go. All right. Let's talk about Northwood Panthers. Did you watch the game Saturday night? I watched it through social media. Okay. All right. I watched it. Uh, I had a vested interest after giving that Thursday motivational address to the Panthers. Sure you did. They fall behind 7 nothing in the game, and I'm waiting for the hate mail. <laughs> but I believed, as I told them to believe, and sure enough, they came back and had it tied up by the end of the first quarter. It was not a pretty first half. The two teams combined to shoot 
were less than 25% in the first half, and it was 13-12 to 12 Salem at halftime. And I have to be honest with you. If I did not have a vested interest in the game, I would have stopped watching at that point. Yeah. Because, and, and I know some people called me out and said, this is good defense. And there was good defense. There was also bad shooting in the first half. But Northwood persevered. They got a tremendous performance from Maddie Payne, who had a double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds. But they also got some key contributions from other people. Bree Wise comes off the bench, makes a beautiful pass on a backdoor cut by Payne to help them out, had a couple of key rebounds. Carly Fielstra, a key three-pointer in a stretch in the third quarter when they really needed it. Oh, and by the way, Northwood did the fundamentals right. They played terrific defense, didn't get into foul trouble other than Kate Ruley, and hit 15 out of 18 free throws while Salem was missing free throws. And that proved to be the difference in the game as they went at 37-29 and take home the Class 3A state championship. Very exciting. We got a tweet from Black Swish Basketball just after Friday's episode that says, just go to the 25-minute mark. Uh, that uh, there's nothing like these state runs in the Wani community, uh, and thank you for speaking to them. Considering your lack of experience in speaking, I told you I have a little bit of a relationship with the Northwood coach, <laughs> and we trade jabs. And uh, it was an honor to speak to the team. It's great to see them succeed, uh, uh, despite the coaching of Adam Yoder. And congratulations to the Black Swish. The aforementioned Maddie Payne also gets the Patricia Roy Mental Attitude Award. Her parents were both Bethel products. And so terrific job by all the people down there in Napanee and Wakarusa. And they look like they showed up to the game. They showed up to the game. Uh, In fact, the athletic director, Norm Sellers, was going up to get his medal. And the IHSA person who put it on him said, it is so nice to see a community that cares. Oh, I love that. And that really describes the Northwood community, as we talked about in Friday's episode. Let's stay within the parameters, the perimeters, the parameters Parameter. of basketball as far as what you've got in front of you there that we want to tackle. So we've got high school tournaments coming up on both sides of the border. And as long as we're talking girls basketball, we might as well go to Michigan and talk about the girls tournament up there. It starts tonight. And the big game tonight is at Buchanan, where the Bucks take on Three Rivers. Three Rivers comes in with a record of 17 and 3. Buchanan is 15 and 5. Three Rivers rides a six-game winning streak into this one. Buchanan has been hot. They've won seven out of eight. They've got a player by the name of Faith Carson who scores about 15 points a game. This will be a huge game in a very competitive district that also includes a 19-1 Edwardsburg team who will be the favorite in this one. Uh, Also tonight, Brandywine begins its tournament run as it takes on Bridgman. Brandywine is 19-1 this season. Uh, Josh Hood has built a perennial power up there. And I don't see them being stopped in the Cassopolis district this week. So those are a couple of the Michigan games to keep an eye on tonight. Meanwhile, tomorrow begins Hoosier hysteria in the state of Indiana for the boys. And 
let's just focus on the Tuesday games today, Corey, because then we'll have other stuff to talk about as the week goes on. Let's start in Class 4A over at LaPorte. You've got a game between Culver Academy and Riley. They played in the regular season. Culver Academy won by 14. And I believe Blake Wesley scored 32 of Riley's 40 points in that game. So I have to imagine that Mark Galloway is going to defend Wesley a little bit differently than he did before to try to make sure that he doesn't go off and keep Riley in the game. And of course, Riley has to find a way to counter the IU recruit, Trey Galloway, who averages 22 points a game. And the winner will move on to Friday's semifinals and meet Plymouth. I would think that Culver Academy, uh, moving up to 4A this year out of the 3A because of the success factor, I would think Culver Academy would be the favorite and win that game, but we'll see. There's also a Class 4A game tomorrow night at Elkhart Central. Northridge, uh, perhaps the entire sectional favorite, uh, at 18-5 and and riding, a, I believe, a 13-game win streak into this one takes on a 1-19 and Concord team, so Northridge is going to be the prohibitive favorite in that one. The place to be, in my estimation, tomorrow night is over at Jimtown. That's where the Class 3A sectional is. Marion and Washington, we showed them Friday night on 46. Marion won the game 60-47. to Knights are 18-4. and Washington is 14-9. and The question is, what do both teams change from what they showed on Friday night? How much were they holding back? And we'll see that one unfold. The winner would play St. Joe on Friday night in this six-team sectional. But I'll tell you what, the second game at Jimtown tomorrow night isn't bad either. You've got John Glenn at 14-8, and eight, Jimtown at 15-7. and seven. Glenn won in the regular season by four. But I believe that game was at John Glenn. This game is at Jimtown. Jimmy's have been playing a little bit better as of late. Glenn has played some tough competition down the stretch. Should be a really interesting matchup to see who gets to play South Bend Clay on Friday night. In your opinion, from what you saw Friday night, do you think one team was holding back? Or do you think one team was struggling to get the victory? Well, I think Washington didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Some of that is attributable to Marion's defense. Marion defensively, they've played 22 games this year, and they've held every one of their opponents below their scoring average. Mm. They're a phenomenally good defensive team. And Marion has a player by the name of Jerry Bracey who is dynamic in transition and getting up and down the court. He had 29 points in the game Friday night, and I think Washington has to find a way to keep him from getting into transition. I think the biggest adjustment that Ryan Varga will want to make between Friday and Tuesday is his team's transition defense. It wasn't very good, to be honest. And they'll have to improve on that if they want to emerge with the victory tomorrow night. We've also got games down at Hanover Central tomorrow night. Uh, New Prairie takes on a 1-21 Wheeler team. Shouldn't be a problem for the Cougars to advance in that one. And Class 1A at Triton tomorrow night. Triton takes on a winless West Central team. Argus plays a one-win Culver team. I think we know who's going to advance in those games. At Fremont tomorrow night, Bethany Christian takes on Fremont. Bethany Christian 6-16, 
Fremont is 7-15. and 15. Again, these two teams just played on Friday night. It was a four-point game, so should be a very competitive matchup over at Fremont. For these teams, Chuck, what uh, what's the amount of time between starting tomorrow night and state championship? How many games? You would have to win. It, it varies, but let's say you're one of the teams playing tomorrow night. You would have to win seven games to win the state title. Seven games? Yes. Okay. If you're playing tomorrow night, you have to win three games to win your sectional, two to win your regional, one for semi-state, one for state. So they'll play Tuesday night. Friday. Do they play Sa- Saturday as well? Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, they blitz through this. Okay. Yeah, that's your sectional. And then it gets weird because then you don't play all week. After after playing two or three games a week all season, then it gets weird because you sit all week and you play the following Saturday mm. and the following Saturday and hopefully the following Saturday. The date for the state championship weekend? March 28th. Oh, okay. All four games will be shown on TV 46. Good usual. job. So, that's a look at Hoosier Hysteria and Michigan Madness. Now, let's look at college basketball. Hey, before we move forward, Mm -hmm. is there a reason why you aren't a part of that broadcast? They don't ask me. Oh. Who who is that? The Indiana High School Athletic Association. So, they've got people that they like or whatever, but could you throw your name in the hat on something like that? I, I did state games back when we had the contract at LaCie Broadcasting back in 2004 and 2005. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that they go with Fox Sports Indiana, uh, it seems like they focus on Indianapolis-based announcers. Oh, okay. Probably because they don't want to pay for a hotel room. Right. Oh, well. You know, because those are expensive. Yes. They are very expensive. Have you stayed in a hotel recently? Woo! All right. What do you want to move on to? Women's basketball with college? Well, let, are, we you can, still, are we still chipping away at this? No, we've done high school. Let's okay. let's go to the Notre Dame women who ended the regular season on a big positive note yesterday. They beat Florida State, which was ranked number 19. They beat them in Tallahassee, and they beat them 70-66, to 66, mainly because Sam Brunel was on fire from three-point range. She drained seven of them, scored 23 points. You know, despite all the struggles this season, Muffet McGraw's team – had three top 25 wins this year. So they're capable of beating good teams, but here's the gauntlet now before them, Corey. They would have to win five games in five consecutive days to win the Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament. Ooh, wow. Not likely to happen. Now, they'll start Wednesday afternoon at 3.30 on Pulse against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the last place team in the league. And they'll have no problem with the Panthers because they're barely able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Then Notre Dame would probably play the seventh seed in the tournament, and I would have to look to see who that is. But given the uh, the combatants that I was looking at next week, I think they'd have a, a good shot in that game. That would be Thursday night at 6. If they were to win that game, then they'd have to turn around and play Friday night at 6 against a team like North Carolina State, and that's going to be a pretty daunting task. But that's their only hope now for making the NCAA tournament is to win five straight. Where are those games at, Chuck? They are in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, Indiana loses by one yesterday. 67-66. Archie Miller, you need to put some mental toughness into your team. 
because Indiana was coming down the stretch, and yes, they probably had some calls go against them. You know, A.J. Durham may have been contacted on a three-point shot that he wound up airballing. Uh, Rob Finnessy may have been tripped as he was trying to handle the ball up top. But the fact of the matter is, I don't see this team being able to win these kinds of games on the road or, quite frankly, during the NCAA tournament. And what was the hue and cry that we put up again on Friday, Corey? Who do they have to get the ball to? Trace Trace Jackson Jackson Davis. Davis. Well, he had 12 points. I'm sorry, that's not enough from your best player. You got to get more out of him than that. So Indiana falls by one to Illinois, and I know I've gone back and forth on whether the Hoosiers are making the NCAA tournament or not. These two games that they have this week at home, uh, they've got Minnesota on Wednesday, and I'll be honest, I forget who they have over the weekend. But these two games at home are pivotal if Indiana is going to make the NCAA tournament. Big Ten basketball yesterday afternoon, in my opinion, pretty good back and forth between Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, but the Buckeyes win it again, 77-63. This is another one of those teams that Michigan can't seem to beat. Uh, Michigan's going to make the NCAA tournament, but I don't think they're any better than a 7 or an 8 seed. Right now, they were ranked in the top 25 last week, which I just find befuddling. Nevertheless, uh, they'll probably be out of the top 25 this week as they had back-to-back losses last week. And let's talk about Notre Dame men's basketball. We said that Mike Bray's team probably had to run the table in the regular season to make the NCAA tournament. They go to Wake Forest last week, and I'll give you that Wake Forest has improved. But And Mike Bray, God bless him, he actually called out his seniors after the game. And I know some people will say, oh, coach shouldn't call out his kids. Coach should go to bat for his kids. Coach shouldn't throw anybody under the bus. It's not throwing somebody over the under the bus when they have a bad game to say they had a bad game. And his seniors, other than Mooney, had a bad game. And... You can't afford that when you're coming down the stretch and you've put yourself in the position that Notre Dame has. And so the Irish lose to Wake Forest. Now, I'm not saying the games with Florida State and Virginia Tech at home this weekend are meaningless. They can really put the Irish in better position to go into the ACC tournament and hope to make a run there. And maybe you can pick up enough quality wins in the ACC tournament to vault yourself into the NCAAs. But that's really what it's going to take, and it starts Wednesday night at 9 at Purcell Pavilion against Florida State, a Florida State team that will be coming off a loss coming in here. So they're going to be a little bit angry, and the Irish had better ready themselves and be mentally tough for that. The same criticism I give to IU about mental toughness, I'll give to Notre Dame. They've got to come in and be mentally ready to go. And too many times the veterans on this Notre Dame team have not done that this year. And it's inexplicable to me. Uh, NBA, Detroit blows a 21-point lead, loses to Sacramento 106-100. The Pistons stink. At one point, I think we talked about them possibly making 
the NBA playoffs this year. I don't see how that will be possible. They're behind the Bulls right now. They're 20 and 42. The Bulls are 20 and 40. The only team from our region that's going anywhere in the NBA playoffs will be the Pacers, who are 36 and 24. And by the way, the Pacers at 36 and 24 are still 16 games behind the Milwaukee Bucks in the division. That's how good Milwaukee has been this year. Milwaukee, with 22 games left to go in the season, has already clinched a playoff spot Mm. in the East. In the West last night, uh, the Lakers took on New Orleans. LeBron had a triple-double. Folks, here's an appreciation for LeBron James. Playing on back-to-back nights, guarding Zion Williamson, who is a good 15 years younger than he is, and still posted a triple-double last night at the age of 35. You know, it was funny. I I saw an interview with LeBron over the weekend uh, because on back-to-back nights, he saw the two hot rookies in the NBA, Ja Morant of Memphis and Zion Williamson of the Pelicans. And uh, somebody asked LeBron what it's like to be playing against guys that are closer in age to his son Bronny then to him. And he said, you know what? I had some of our young guys with the Lakers over to the house this summer. And I kind of was taken aback by the fact that they were playing pickup ball with Bron and his brother out in the driveway and they were playing video games with him. And then I realized kind of what you're saying. And he laughed. He goes, what really bothered my wife was when they said, bye, I believe his wife's name is Savannah. And I, they said, bye, Auntie Savannah, when they left. And he goes, that really bothered her because she's been 21 for about 21 years now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a great way of putting it. But it is rather remarkable when you think of it. And we talked about Chris Paul last week and the the plant-based diet that he's doing to to keep up the energy. If you want to hang on in this league mm-hmm. and, and keep going and be competitive and be the player that you're known to be, think of how much discipline that takes from players like LeBron and Chris Paul to be able to keep up the effort and the energy when you're playing against these 20, 21-year-olds out there. Uh, on back-to-back nights. And you didn't see LeBron sit in the bench last night. He was out there. Mm -hmm. I would love to have been a fly on the wall to hear that little back-and-forth between him and Zion at the end of the game, just of what, I'm guessing, wisdom. Well, he had lots of good things to say about Zion after the game. He he gave him his props. He thinks he's going to be a fine young player and and be in the league a, a good long time. And I'm sure... To a certain extent, Zion probably reminds LeBron a little bit of LeBron. They're about the same size, and when he came into the league, uh, LeBron was that kind of freakish athlete that stood out from the rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Want to switch gears to hockey? Well, the Blackhawks continue to struggle, and it only got worse for them over the weekend because they found out they've got two of their Key players out for the year, Andrew Shaw and Zach Smith, 
Shaw's got a concussion. Smith's got a back injury. And a Blackhawks team that looks unlikely to make the playoffs anyway uh, gets even worse news now. So I, I honestly had higher hopes for this team at the beginning of the year, but they are mired in last place in the NHL Central Division. So it does not look promising for Jeremy Collinson's squad. Hey, can you share the uh, that story that we kind of saw a glimpse of on the TV this morning about the runner? Yeah. Uh, Molly Seidel is a All-American track athlete from the University of Notre Dame. She was known as a great distance runner. She ran cross-country and track. Cross-country is basically a 5K and in track, she would run a 10K, and she was uh, an NCAA All-American at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, when she was a kid, her dream was to make the Olympics. As she has gotten a little bit older, um, the ability to qualify for the Olympics in the 10,000 meters, she thought was perhaps past her. So she decided she would try to qualify for the Olympics in the marathon. There was only one problem with that. She had never run a marathon before. And the trials were over the weekend. They were Saturday, I believe. So how far is a marathon? 26.2 miles. Mm. And she's it, never run that. She has never run that in a competition. Okay. Um, you know, she's never run Boston, New York, Chicago, any of those marathons. And if she had run a marathon, it was merely in training to get ready for the Olympic trials, which were over the weekend. And in the first marathon she ever ran against elite competition, the best marathoners in the United States of America, Molly Seidel finished second, which was good enough to qualify for the U.S. Olympic marathon team. And she'll go to Tokyo, assuming the coronavirus gets taken care of. She'll go to Tokyo for the games in July. What wow. an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So congratulations to her. You may have known her as Molly Huddle when she ran at Notre Dame. She's married. She's Molly Seidel now. And God bless her for pursuing that dream. Okay. That's basically all we have today, unless you uh, have something to share from over the weekend, pop culture-wise. I thought Invisible Man was good. How did you see it? Uh, with my eyes and my special glasses. But he's invisible. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I mean, we kind of all know that story, our age group. But this was a nice, modern, up-to-date, it was good. Nice thriller. It was fun. Walked out of there. I'm not any smarter, but it was fun. Okay. Well, so. I mean, very rarely does a movie make you smarter. I mean, in a sense of, there are movies, wouldn't you say, that you and I would be inspired by to make us, like, a call to action. I well, should have sure. said smarter, but, you know. Okay, but, you know, not every movie has to be Lincoln. Not every movie has right. to be some... You, lots of times, we're going to the movie for an escape. When you go to see your superhero movies, you're not going to uh, try to learn anything. You're just going to have fun. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Not everything has to be education. 
Okay. Or infotainment. I which did. we try to prove on this show all the time. I did enjoy during the movie, though, there were a handful of people that uh, thought their commentary would be helpful. Oh, I can't like, stand those people. Don't go in that house! <laughs> Turn around! Although it's interesting you say that, because uh, I watched an old movie over the weekend with my wife. We watched La Bamba. La Bamba! And... Of course, questions come up now during the movie, and with the internet, you're able to look up information that before you just had to wonder about. Mm -hmm. And once you get going down that rabbit <laughs> that rabbit trail, it's kind of tough for me to stop sometimes. <laughs> and I came across the story, I believe it was in the LA Times, 10 facts about La Bamba that you didn't know. And one of them was... When they filmed the scene in La Bamba where they reenact the coin toss, there was a coin toss between Richie Valens and another artist as to who was going to get on the plane. And obviously, if you know the story, the loser was actually the winner because the loser wasn't on the plane, stayed alive. But when they filmed that scene, Richie Valens' sister was on the set that day, and she was so distraught at how things played out mm -hmm. that she was just inconsolable. And Lou Diamond Phillips, who played Richie Valens, had to kind of take her aside and console her. And she, the family actually begged. They became so close with Lou Diamond Phillips and the movie was reflecting reality so much. The family, before they filmed the scene, is actually begging Lou Diamond Phillips not to get on the plane as though that was going to bring back Richie Valens. It was a really well-done movie. Mm -hmm. And as you and I discussed uh, behind the scenes on our radio show this morning, Richie Valens' brother in the movie, Bob Morales, was such a pain in the butt that I'm, I'm watching this movie, It was and it fell into the parameters. It was an hour 45. And for an hour 45... I want to take a tire iron to the guy. I just, <laughs> such a miserable character. Trivia, who performs the song in the movie? Los Lobos. Very good, Chuck Trivia. Boy, do I remember playing this song into the ground. Oh, I'm sure. Woo! 1987. Woo! Here, here's another thing. As long as we're going into the Wayback Machine today, yeah. and we'll circle this back to sports. Today, March 2nd, as we record this edition of the Yak, 58 years ago today was the day that Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in an NBA game in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Little known fact, one of his teammates on that Philadelphia Warriors team that eventually moved out to the Bay Area and became the Golden State Warriors. One of his teammates was a fellow named Ted Luckenbill who graduated from Elkhart High School. And the crowd, as the game goes along, and the Knicks, who were the opponent as the game goes along, start to realize that this is a crusade to get Chamberlain 100 points. And so Luckenbill uh, got an offensive rebound off a Wilt Chamberlain miss and threw it back to him for a two-hand dunk 
which were Chamberlain's 99th and 100 points. Wow. So Luckin Bill, a kid from Elkhart, Indiana, had the assist on Wilt Chamberlain's 100th point. That's a fun fact. There you go. All right. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Very excited about the 200th episode. We've got nothing up our sleeve other than we'll be here on Wednesday to record. And we'll talk about those Tuesday night sectional games. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for listening, sports fans. Until next time. Ugaluga Cesar Sateño. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.